Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. So good to have you connect with us again this morning. Now, throughout the Gospels, which are really just these letters that were written by the followers of Jesus, recording the life of Jesus. And throughout these Gospels, these letters, Jesus keeps referring to the kingdom of heaven. At times, he's giving us descriptions of what this kingdom of heaven is like. He says things like, the kingdom of heaven is like a field, or the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl. And then he goes on to explain what he means by that. At one point, his disciples come to him and ask him, Lord, won't you teach us how to pray? And as he teaches them how to pray, he starts off by saying, Our Father in heaven. Later on, a little further on in, in, in that prayer, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So again, this connection between heaven and this kingdom, this kingdom of heaven. Another time Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. This word repent gets a bad rap in our society today. It's very much a taboo word these days, repent. Uh, No one likes to be told that they should repent. Now, the truth behind the word repent or what this word repent really means, what Jesus was saying there was that it's like I'm heading down a road, recognize that this road leads to pain, hurt, destruction, doing 180 degree and heading in the opposite direction. And here Jesus is really just saying, you're heading down a road that's going to lead to hurt, to pain, to destruction. I'm warning you about this. Do a 180 degree turn and start heading in a way that I will lead you. And Jesus comes and he, he kind of, he draws this contrast between these two kingdoms that we can ultimately choose. We can choose this, this kingdom of heaven as he describes it, or we can choose this kingdom of this world as it's referred to, the kingdom of this world. It's kind of where we live right now. It's within our society, as I consider the kingdom of this world, I really for myself just draw right back to my own selfish desires, my own will, me kind of just doing life my way, the kingdom of this world. And in this kingdom of this this world, the kingdom of this world kind of dictates to you and to me how we should respond in life. 
You know, if, if, if you've been hurt, if someone's hurt you, well, revenge is a dish best served cold. Or, or maybe you've been rejected. Well, it's simple. Just don't ever let anyone in ever again. Or maybe you've experienced loss. And the kingdom of this world will dictate to you and to me that we should just white knuckle everything that we own. Hold on for dear life. And then Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. That this is another option that we can, that we can look at, that we can investigate for ourselves that he invites us into and that he really wants us to come to. Now, this kingdom of heaven is not just a place. No, the truth be told, the kingdom of heaven, it's a culture. It's a way of life. It's me responding in a different way to how the kingdom of this world, my own selfish nature, would want me to respond in the moment. Now, Jesus, I believe, was the best example of what this culture, what this way of life looks like. You see, because Jesus, he always did the unexpected. <laughs> he, he never did what people expected. He always did the unexpected. When Jesus arrives on the scene as the savior of the world, the people of the day, they were expecting a victorious king arriving on a, on a white horse with, with a conquering army. That's what they were expecting. But Jesus arrives in such an unexpected manner. He arrives born as a baby. Quite honestly, he arrives born as a refugee in the Middle East. There are these moments where the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, they try to trick Jesus by, by asking him uh, devious questions. And instead of responding to them with an answer, he answers them with questions. <laughs> Completely unexpected. He'd go on to say stuff like, like, You've heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, if someone slaps you, turn and offer up the other cheek. Again, completely counterculture. He'd go on to say, you know that it is said if you sleep with a woman who's not your wife, then you've committed adultery. But I say that if you have lustful thoughts about that woman, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. What he's saying is, I'm not going to hold you to just what people can see. No. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise the standard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that level. And I'm going to I'm going to hold you accountable in the areas where people can't see. 
I'm going to hold you accountable in the areas of the deepest recesses of your own heart. Why? Because that is where I establish my kingdom. It's right there. Now, we know that doesn't mean your physical heart. We know that it just means in the innermost part of who we are. Those secret places. Places no one can see, that no one can engage with. You see, we live in the reality of the here and the now. Fact, we do. And so often we can allow the reality of the here and now to dictate how we respond, to dictate how we behave. Again, this kingdom of this world. I just respond on my, on my whim, my desire, my will, uh, my frustration, my anger, my hatred, whatever it may be. And Jesus is saying, no, in my kingdom, in the culture of my kingdom, in this lifestyle that I am inviting you into, it's going to be different. I'm going to ask you to respond in an unexpected way. The first time that Jesus preaches to a crowd, he, he speaks into this as well, where he says this, he says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. He carries on, he says, God bless those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God bless those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. That must have been so counterculture for the day, so unexpected. God bless those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. You see, throughout this, Jesus is speaking about there's the realities that we live with and the kingdom of this world, our society where we live, our own hearts for that matter, would have us respond in a very particular way. Why? Because it's commonplace. It's the status quo. And he's saying, man, I don't want you to settle for the status quo. There's a higher way of living, a better way of living. Speaking into where we spoke into two weeks ago, that there is a fullness of life that he's inviting us into. And to really experience this fullness of life, it means taking on his culture, taking on this lifestyle that he invites us into. I think one of the most Frightening portions of scripture that really speaks into this or, or some of the most um, frightening words that, that Jesus speaks to the people back then and to you and me across the pages of history today is where he says this. He says, you have heard the law say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, let's be honest, guys and ladies, we still live there. 
That's still the common response to how we should behave or respond. He carries on, he says, But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do as much. Now, tax collectors were seen as the lowest of the low of their day. That's why he uses them as an example here. He says, if you're kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. Here he's saying, man, there are two ways of going about this. What does each of them produce in your life? By by living for myself, by living for the kingdom of this world, so to speak. Play that out to the end. What does it produce? It produces death. It produces destruction, hurt, pain. People suffer as a result. But man, if I'm willing to respond in an unexpected way, in the way that Jesus responded, what does that produce? That produces something completely different. That produces life. A couple of years ago, I was uh, in northern Zimbabwe at a men's camp with some family. And... uh, we were sitting around a, a, a fire the one night and one of the gentlemen that was there, he started sharing his story with us because, well, we just, we didn't know his story. And this gentleman's name was Ben Freeth. And he goes on to tell us how um, he got a message the one night saying that his, his uh, in-laws, his father-in-law and his mother-in-law on the neighboring farm were being attacked. And that they were about to take the land, but they were taking it by force. And, and, and as a result, um, the, the, the old people were, were, were really being abused through the process. He jumps in his car, he races out there. Very long story short, he ends up being captured with them. As this story unfolds, they end up being abducted, thrown in a van and raced off with. The farm workers let Ben's wife know what's just happened. She ends up jumping on the phone to family in in the UK uh, and ultimately they try and put international pressure on the Zimbabwean government to, to do something about this. To not get into all the gory detail of of what happened there, but just the heart behind Ben's story. At one point he finds himself, his father-in-law and his mother-in-law, very badly beaten up. His skull had been cracked by that stage. His mother-in-law had a, had a broken arm at that stage, and his father-in-law was just really badly beaten up. And all their warm clothes had been taken away. It was really cold at night, and they're lying in this field, bound and blindfolded, with a fire going next to them so that their abductors can stay warm. And as he's dealing with his own hatred, as he's dealing with his own hurt, as he's dealing with his own fear, he, he, he's dealing with this turmoil inside of him. He, he said that in that moment, 
clear like he's never experienced. It's like these words of Jesus just start flooding into his heart and his mind, where he says, pray for those who persecute you. Where he says, love your enemies. And he's like, Lord, how do I love these people? And these words just keep resonating inside of his own heart and through his own mind to the point where finally he responds. And out of the bottom of the blindfold, he can see a pair of feet in front of him. And with his hands bound, he reaches forward and he lays his hands on the man's feet. And he just starts to pray for this man. And he starts to pray God's blessing over this man. And as he does that, he, he, he moves from those feet to the next feet and he just prays for each set of feet that he can find in that moment. And as he does, he says this release starts to, happen, starts to, to just take place in his life where his hatred falls away, where, where his fear dissipates, where his anger turns to love. And his heart changes for the, for the people who had abused them and abducted them in that moment. You see, Ben had an option in that moment. He could have ignored that voice and he could have followed the status quo. And even though later on that night, they would eventually be physically released with all my heart, I believe he would have remained bound to his fear, bound to his hatred, bound to his anger, if he had chosen the status quo. But because he responded to the words of Jesus, because he chose to respond in an unexpected manner, he didn't just find physical freedom that night, but he found freedom from his own hatred, from his own hurt, which was very real, from his, from his own anger right there. Why? Because he just chose to not gravitate towards the kingdom of this world, his, his own desires, his own pain, his own hurt. But he chose to respond to the words of Jesus. He, he, he chose to live out this unexpected lifestyle that Jesus calls you and me and him to. And as a result, today he can live in freedom because of those choices. Now I wonder today, ladies and gentlemen, where are you at? Where are you at within this? What are your next steps when it comes to making these decisions? Are you in a place where, where you're still gravitating towards your own kingdom? Where you're gravitating towards your own selfish desires? your own hurts, your own anger, where you're still white-knuckling all of that stuff and you know, and now it's even more clear, that all it's producing in your life is little increments of death, 
time and time and time and time again. And maybe today, it's time to, as Ben had to let go of that stuff and respond to the words of Jesus and behave in an unexpected manner. Maybe for you today to make that shift, make that change. Trust God in those moments. And say, Lord, from today onwards, I wanna, I, I wanna adopt your kingdom culture in my life. I wanna make you central in these moments. And as I make you central, I thank you that you come and you bring about the results in those moments that only you can. I wonder if you ever stopped to wonder what your life would look like if you lived from a place of living out this unexpected kingdom culture. What would your family look like? What would your marriage look like? What would your work environment feel like? What would your community experience? And if that's you today, if you're wanting to make that shift, then I want to encourage you right here, right now, for us to go back to the words of Jesus, that he invites us to pray with him, where he just says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if that's you today, I want to ask you to write there where you are watching this right now to personalize that prayer and to just say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Father God, we thank you that today we can come and bring you our fears, that we can bring you our concerns, Lord, that we can bring you our selfish desires, Lord, that ultimately you put before us, as you so clearly said, death and life. Lord, and you, you so strongly ask us to choose life, and that in these moments we can choose life, that we can walk away from one kingdom and walk toward another in every area of our lives, that we can make you central in our lives and that as we make you central in our lives, Lord, that we start to experience the life that only you can produce. So Lord, right now, as guys and ladies are doing business with you, wherever they're watching this, Lord, I thank you that together we can commit this to you as we just pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. We commit ourselves to you. We commit our hurts, our disappointments, our brokenness, our dreams, our desires, we commit them all to you. And we say, Lord, thank you that we can step in to your kingdom culture 
and that we can respond in an unexpected way, the same way that Jesus did and does. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.